Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli. Pam is going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 28th of November, Wow, 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 wow. Week 48 of 2022. And I'll be back with our meditation. Pam, what's in store for week 48? Yes, here we are at the end of November, going into the last month. And what a year, right? And I've done my best to suggest and prepare and set us up for without getting into any political tangents or things that might influence because my sense and belief is that we all want to be very clear of what our intentions are and welcome in what we are poised ready and have clarity to accept and so here we are the end of 2022 a lot of shifts occurring and wherever we are on the planet and as we go into this week which is a another <laughs> another strong week the thing about this week that's really cool because some of the weeks that I've set us up for have been more challenging. This week, yes, we still have Mars retrograde. So Mars is still retrograde, but we've had that whoosh as Jupiter went direct last week at the new moon. And as that occurred, it is backtracking where it had gone retrograde, so moving back out of Pisces and will enter again Aries. And with that, it's going to set up a very strong momentum because as Jupiter goes into Aries, we're also going to have Mars starting to slow down from our perspective as it goes to move direct. So this is, we're still in this period of what I would consider frustration for some of us with very strong Mars placements. And so if you're feeling that, this sense of delays or being held back, please recognize that it's temporary. And what it's doing is it's really asking you to make sure, basically what I'd say is think of it in terms of you're about to go on a really long road trip. 
something where you want to be able to pick up speed when you need to move with momentum that's not going to slow you down because of your vehicle. So think of this period of time as the tune-up. We are we are looking at things within ourselves or within our situations or what we goals want to set where we may not have everything in place that's going to give us the traction or the ability to go the distance, climb the inclines, do the things that we want to do. So these next several weeks before Mars goes direct, which it will early next year, but also until Jupiter goes into Aries, which happens mid-December, is we are looking at what gives us the ability to move in the direction we would like to move. And if we're feeling there's delays or frustrations or things aren't going the way we would like, these, these are the weeks when we want to see how we really tune that machine. For some of us, it's really going to be a focus in the area of communications. Uh, could be whatever's going on with your computer. I certainly have had issues with mine, but uh, you know, I also know that a lot of this is how I need to set things up as I move into bigger strides with what I want to have happen as I get into 2023. And for some of us, it might be a car or mode of transit. It might be the neighborhood in which we live. Is it supportive of us? Are, are, um, are we communicating well with people in our lives who ideally are the people who we touch base with, check in on, and kind of realign ourselves to feel to feel tuned, like we're grounded and we know where we're going. So all of those things may need adjustments over these next several weeks, and that's totally fine. What's important is we don't want to ignore the signals. It's important to pay attention if it's something to do with uh, a, a system, a project, something you'd like to get off the ground that for one reason or another, all the pieces are not in place that need to happen for smooth communications and allowing the message to get across. So that can feel like Mercury's retrograde, which it is not. But because Mars is retrograde in the sign that has so much to do with communications, how we get our message across, how we speak with our hands. Not everybody speaks with their hands. I certainly do. Anyone who's ever <laughs> seen me in person. But sometimes there's a tuning that needs to happen with that. Not everyone is eloquent with those messages of delivery. It's very subtle. And if there's a language difference, sometimes hand signals in one language don't necessarily translate beautifully into the others. So those are all things to look at. So Monday is actually an excellent day on the 28th to keep working with 
projects that you want to get off the ground. We are in the waxing moon cycle. Jupiter is, as I said, gaining traction on where it had walked before or tread before from our perspective. So this is all really great time to get things off the ground. The thing to keep in note of uh, Monday is it's really important to feel like we have people who are working with us, that we are in a, I mentioned uh, how we get around commutation. Uh, are the directions, the way that you're going, is it really the most fluid and best way to go? Sometimes if we just adjust walking down another street or changing our regular mode of transit to another one that we find that we're saving time or we're better able to utilize the time in which we are in transit. It's not always about the time spent. It can be the quality of the, the ride or the trip. And so as we collect the support and the right people around us, it's a very strong day for feeling like you're having those, um, those people, those support systems, the money in place that you need to get something off the ground. Something may come in in the late afternoon, early evening, the times I give are Eastern time, so please adjust depending on where you are. But something can come in and sort of out of the blue or where did that come from? It can be a disruption, it can feel like an upset. And whatever it is, it may be something that's worth looking into or it may be something that's just a distraction. You need to evaluate it, uh, but the most important piece about it is look at it as something that is giving you a sense of where do you want to kind of put your feet down? What makes you feel like you're in terra firma in a certain situation? Even if you're always in motion, I mean, some people are very adaptable. They dance, they're on deck, they, they don't need a firm foundation necessarily, but they do need to be oriented and feel as though they can adapt to whatever comes up. The moon goes void, of course, in the wee hours on Tuesday, so that's 1.53 a.m., so basically Monday is a... Great day for networking, communication, making connections, all of the above. On Tuesday, the moon is void of course all day. It doesn't enter the next sign, which is Pisces, until 7.15 p.m. So basically from the time you wake up in the morning until early evening, you are in this void period with the moon in the sign of Aquarius. So what does that mean? Well, one of the things that's really super, super important, especially because there's a picture in the sky between Mercury and Mars, is to make sure you know where you're going and what needs to be said. It is, when the moon is void, of course, we can get into... Um, we can get into these spaces that are, they're like, um, what, what, what's, how should I put this? They're like, um, oh, 
it's like if you're if you're looking at a, a river and you see a leaf that gets into a little eddy and it's going swirling around and it's not continuing in the flow of the river. <laughs> that's what the moon void, of course, can feel like. It can feel like, okay, I'm in this space. And what was my direction again? Oh, this is a really interesting conversation. And where is it going again? So the best way to deal with a void, of course, moon, unless you can just let serendipity take you wherever you want on this day and you don't have any set agenda goals or things that you must make happen. But the best way to deal with it is the night before on Monday have a priority list of what you're doing and why and when and stay with it. Don't let yourself get seduced or taken into something else. The other valuable piece of this is on that to-do list. Make sure it's all things that are already in motion that you're just following through on or you're, you're cleaning, organizing, setting things up for what's going to happen next. But you are not picking up the phone, uh, working on making a connection with that uh, client or person you've been trying to pursue because it's not going to come together. So don't even, you know, it's best not to really waste your time um, investing in something something that probably won't come to pass. The only exceptions to this are if you personally are going through some transit where that void of course moon is making a connection to a personal planet on your horoscope. But if you don't know that, it's better to err on the sign of caution. So when the moon enters the sign of Pisces that evening through Oh, my goodness, through um, basically most of Thursday, and I'll get there, is we are in this really juicy period of getting things like where we need them to go. It's, it's, it's mystical. It's not something that necessarily is linear at all. But if you have a dream, a wish, a intention, put it under your pillow, think in terms of this is going to uh, unfold, not ex exactly sure how, but I know it will, and go to sleep with an open heart and a sense of this is coming together. Wednesday, the 30th, very, very lovely, delicious day for inspiration, creativity, artists, musicians, people who do anything that has to do with how we open up to something that is not necessarily in the thinking brain, but in the intuitive, healing, uh, creative, uh, inspired brain, really, really juicy stuff. Also can be terrific for money opportunities or something coming in that you hadn't expected. Keep your eyes open and your heart open on this day. It's a really wonderful day for opportunity, as is Thursday. Now, Thursday is a little different because the morning can feel very bumpy to some of us. It can feel like there's a fog. 
the defroster isn't working on your vehicle. Uh, things are just not as visible as you would like them to be. This isn't necessarily bad. It's just you don't want to be locked into really hard deadlines this morning because basically what's happening is there's a lot of activity with the moon making geometric pictures to the planet Neptune. And so when that happens, I like to think of it, um, the moon represents many things. It represents how we react to things, our habits, uh, what makes us feel comfortable, how we nurture ourselves. Overall, when I look at the moon and I do the planetary uh, forecast, I'm looking at how do we feel about this particular day? What is the emotional mood of the day? And when the moon is engaged with Neptune in some capacity, things may be very emotional, sensitive. For some of us, it can feel raw. It depends what's going on. For others, it can feel like, oh, I just want to follow that beam of light and see where it takes me. <laughs> and none of these things are necessarily bad. And always with emotion, especially the ones that are hard, like grief, sorrow, sadness, um, depression, these emotions are important for us to explore. I'm not talking about clinical depression, obviously. I'm talking about an emotional state. So if some of us are feeling very high-intensity emotions that are not pleasant ones, the kindest thing to do is to give yourself a morning where you don't have to bump against anything really hard. And then that's going to pass because when I'm looking more towards the late morning, I'm seeing a, a possibility or a inevitability, if you will, of a spiritual connection. And when we're in places, and they can be creative or they can be like high-intensity optimism, when we're in these like hyper-real almost hallucinogenic uh, emotional states, it can tip us into something that feels like, wow, I'm connected to everything. Because Neptune is the planetary energy that reminds us how we're all connected in this big universal unconscious. So those really delicious connections they can feel so intense sometimes they almost hurt or can this be real or is this bubble going to pop? Uh, when we get to that sweet spot with it, which happens uh, late morning into the mid-evening, we're in this place that is just really super for any artistic activities, romance, glamour, things that you want to see just expand and grow and flourish. So use that time.
use that time, even if you don't know what the heck to do with it, and you just are able to be in a place of expectation. And if you're in that place, I expect something is going to come in. Could be a symbol, could be a phone call, could be a text, could be actually a physical response, an inspiration, a creative outlay, whatever it is. Thursday, the 1st of November, is really a delicious day. Now, the moon goes void, of course, at 9.44 p.m., and it's void until 11.41 p.m. when it enters the sign of Aries. So that evening is just lovely for music, uh, cuddles, baths, do things that soothe and refresh. And once that Aries moon comes in, which some of us will already be asleep, uh, just know that for others it could feel like, whoa, high intensity energy, let's go on. And you determine, because you know your body clock, if it's wise for you to follow that, uh, that track you want to run on or just wind down and call it a night for what happens tomorrow. So what happens tomorrow on Friday the 2nd is that it's a strong day. Air uh, Fire signs are going to want to go, go, go. And so you do. Uh, just know that Moon and Aries, some, sometimes some of us come on too strong, too forceful. It can feel very frustrating again because Mars is still retrograde. So when the Moon is in the sign of Aries, it's not comfortable because it wants to be going where it wants to go. But with Mars retrograde, there can be delays. There can be, oh, no, sorry, we're closed, or mm, going to have to push back a few weeks. So the best message here is keep the inspiration going. So how do you keep that spark going? It's, I guess what comes into my mind is I think about the... Uh, ancient times when people didn't really know how to make fire and they would just kind of contain fire. It would start with a lightning storm or something. They'd be a little uh, burst of flame. So they would have fire keepers, you know, people who kept the fire going because if it went out, they'd have to wait for when fire happened again. So that's pretty much energetically where some of us may be feeling as though we have to keep this little ember going, whatever the inspiration is or the goal, because it's not quite time to run into it. But we're still in that waxing moon cycle. So there's definitely something you can feed that fire with, even if you're not able to go the distance where you would like it to go yet. Saturday the 3rd, uh, Neptune goes direct. So this can feel like more, like more inspiration coming in for some of us. We may feel a, a heightened sense of, uh, oh, this is what it looks like. Uh, for others, it can look a little different. It can be 
it, it depends where Neptune is traveling in your personal horoscope. Neptune, like all the outer planets, has a range of symbolism to it. But overall, it can mean that something is coming into more awareness for some of us, or we may even notice something on the news that comes out. Uh, overall, this can be a highly productive day, but the main lesson of today is if you feel you're in a power struggle, sometimes it's within ourselves, but it could be another person. If something is not going as you would like, putting raw force against it is probably not the best way to deal with it. So you want to parse out your energy better, decide where you're putting that. Again, these lessons in timing and going with the momentum that maybe is not quite here yet, but that doesn't mean we stop dead in our tracks. It's more about how we position ourselves. The moon goes void, of course, at 1246 a.m. on Sunday the 4th, and then it enters the sign of Taurus at 638 a.m. So that evening, Saturday evening to early Sunday morning, great time to sleep. Once the moon enters the sign of Taurus, we're in this lovely, delicious energy again, where we can work and concretize, especially those creative impulses or, or things we wanted to work on earlier in the week. We can really put solid ground on what it is we want to grow. Even if it seems very, very tiny at this point, it is a start and it will be unstoppable. And now I turn it over to Susie. Okay, Pam. So our big key words for this week are? Well, I would <laughs> say, um, well, we want to nurture the ember. Nurture the ember. Mm -hmm. And I am going to consider that ember as something spiritual, like fire. I'm going to call it compassion. Okay, I love that. Super. I'm going to translate it. <laughs> okay. I think that's well, great. You know, Tibetan Buddhists, Buddhists, they're always talking about compassion and loving kindness. And, and I think every week we can meditate on that, in fact, all the time we can meditate on that. So let's jump in, folks. Thank you so much, Pam. Mm -hmm. And I invite everyone just to take their seat, take a few deeper breaths, allow yourself to arrive. And as we do, that ember within us which is in every single human being. So if you are a human being, deep inside of you, there is compassion, there is loving kindness. Whether we feel it or not, whether it's been brainwashed out of us, whether we feel like it's just impossible, just know that it is an intrinsic part of you as a human being. And you might feel it all the time. You might feel the blessing, the, the, uh, the real intrinsic joy of having compassion, 
of having loving kindness towards yourself, towards others, towards all beings. What a blessing if you feel that. Many people don't. Many people are really locked up in pain or in sickness or confusion or ignorance or very, very deep greed. And we can look at our world and we can see all of these uh, what we call non-virtuous deeds. We can see them coming from pride or, or jealousy or stinginess. And we can look at this world and really question where are these human beings that are full of love and that are full of kindness and why should I be loving in kind if nobody else is or why should I be doing this if nobody else is or why should I be recycling this can if no one else is? But within us, within us, within every single one of us is this loving kindness and we should not be comparing ourselves to others in any way, only to know that we are full of this loving kindness. And even if you think you're the only person in your family, the only person at your job, the only person in your church or in anywhere in the world, if you think you're the only one, then be that one. Be the one that is thoughtful, that is aware, that is generous, that is kind, that is selfless. Allow yourself to be quietly and humbly, hopefully a model for others to see and that you do it without fear, that you do it knowing that your actions are creating your future and hopefully the future for others around you as well. It's so important for us in this life to be relaxed, to really find a place where the mind, where our emotions can be relaxed, where we're not constantly caught up in the panic in the survival mode, in the avoidance of pain or the avoidance of sickness, where we can find a place where our mind is not burdened with fear or with anger. And we look at all the reasons why our mind might be in this state of panic, in this state of fear, in this uncomfortable suffering. And we realise that deep, deep down, we might not find it on the surface, but deep, deep down, we know we have a choice. We have a choice in every moment to be in calm abide. We can still be active, we can still be doing things, but we can do it from a place of calmness. 
within the mind. And just feel that calmness within yourself. Feel the body just calming down, allowing our minds to become calm. And in that calmness, in the absolute calmness of the mind, we find our compassion. And it's unlimited. It's boundless. It's the compassion for all beings everywhere, the loving kindness for all beings everywhere, and it is without judgment. It is not tainted. It is not tainted by experience. We allow ourselves to feel this loving kindness deep inside. Think of it perhaps as this fire, as the ember. And let's stoke those embers now. Let's stoke those, those beautiful embers so that they can grow now into flames that are bringing light and bringing warmth into our life and into the lives of others around us. And a lot of the time we're able to do this when we relax our self-cherishing, when we don't put ourselves forward, when we don't have to be the person always expressing, always complaining, always explaining, when we just allow ourselves just to be a little bit more in the background and just calming down. What happens when we don't have to contribute our opinion? What happens when we don't have to get everything right? Just a few moments a day, just in a few conversations, maybe just in all of our conversations, what happens when we become really selfless? For some of us, that's maybe how we are all the time. For some of us, it might be the exact opposite. So just find a place where you can experience what we're just calling now simply neutrality, where we're not choosing this side or that side, whether we don't have to express this is right or this is wrong, when we're not constantly launching into the duality, but just experiencing peacefulness, and expressing our loving kindness. What happens when we don't say our opinion? What happens instead when we don't pick out all of the bad points? What happens when we only concentrate on the good stuff? Yes, they might have done this and this and this and this and this. That's all wrong. But let's concentrate on the good things. What happens when we take our mind and take our actions and point them only in the direction of that which is loving and kind? It takes a lot of motivation and it certainly might take us a little bit more awareness. 
But let's again nurture those embers. Feel yourself literally putting on those rose-coloured glasses. They're looking good on you. I can see them. They look great. What happens when I see the world like this? That I am a compassionate, loving, sentient being and I am here with all of you loving and compassionate, sentient beings. Bringing peace. Bringing love now. And gently, as we take a few deeper breaths, allowing ourselves to arrive and be present. Thanks so much, Pam. See you all next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of ActiveSpirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.